time, everybody. Let it breathe. Put your hands together. Yes, you know it. Three days till camp, baby. Yes, and you know this man is going to be out there with us on a constant basis. All you listeners, throw your hands in the air for our man, Justin Adams, KCNC, officially now, full-time I believe we can make that announcement because I saw it he does all it over all, social man. media. Sports news. Well, I believe, no, hold on. I believe they've actually given him a title now, and I'll okay. let him announce this. But, you know, I do want to say uh, at, it's Justin Adams TV for Twitter, correct? Yes, sir. Justin Adams TV for Twitter. And, so. and are we putting the card ahead before the before the horse? But I believe we can say you're officially now a full-time member of the KCNC crew. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about that, and then we'll get to the sports. And good morning to you. Hey, what's going on, Joe? You know, it's a great opportunity. Alex, by the way, my man, good to hear from you as well. It's been a while. I appreciate but, um, you, man. You know what? It, it's a blessing to be able to be with CBS4. Um, I'll be their morning reporter, um, and so covering different things, obviously, on the morning show from 4.30 to uh, 7 o'clock. But the best part about this is not only to be able to tell stories, which I enjoy, um, I also get to expand as well. And so still doing sports coverage as well. Um, a lot of my coverage will be in the morning, and I'm also on CBSN Denver. So you can check that out at cbsdenver.com. And then um, being able to anchor. I love being able to news anchor doing sports anchor. So even though the title may say Morning Reporter, it's literally me doing multiple things, which is what I love to do for, uh, for not only for just for myself as a career, but also for the Denver community. You know, and I'm going to applaud your career because the way you've evolved, and we've known you for, gosh, I mean, Joe and, you, and yourself used to be. Uh, we interned what together. What was that? The, the, what was that? Turf. Artificial Turf. Artificial Turf. 11 years I now, remember man. that. Bill Rogan, and you, all three. And I'd like to see where you're at, man. And I just want to say congratulations on everything you're doing professionally and personally. You have a beautiful wife, you have a beautiful baby. You're, you're, you're on pace right now to. For some really great things, Hall of Justin, famer, man. and one of, my, famer. one of my favorites. In fact, uh, going away from sports a little bit, you did a piece recently. It was over at Fort Morgan uh, Cemetery uh, recently, and uh, can you talk about that piece you did about? I think it was Memorial. Was it Veterans Day? Was it? It was a Memorial. Memorial Day. Day. Yeah, you yeah. went out there, and I'm like, that's my guy, Justin Adams. Kathy Walsh brought him in, said, and up next, Justin Adams. I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm used to Justin Adams see you football, Denver Broncos, but to see you, uh, uh, your horizons expand on your, on your journalism is just really, it's really mind-blowing you know Alex I really appreciate it and just to go at that event overall it's just talked about the importance of Memorial Day and also it's the first time since the pandemic that people have been able to come out and honor the veterans as well by putting flags on um, on their tombstone and so that was something that didn't happen last year because of COVID and so people weren't able to go out and honor the veterans that have passed that have um, that have served our country uh, valiantly as well so um, it was great to be able to do that, but my biggest thing is this, is that I just try to tell stories no different than I would do in sports. And the biggest thing is in sports, I'm going to tell you the numbers. I'm going to tell you the why of what happened. I'm going to give you the emotion from the players of what happened because for the most part, you already saw the game. You already know what's happening. But in news, I want to inform people on what's going on. So, for example, today I'm at the Arapahoe County Fairgrounds, and yesterday – they had to uh, shut things down at 8 o'clock. And the reason why is because there were huge, huge lines and huge, large crowds of people at the Arapahoe County Fair. So the biggest thing about this is a lot of people being cooped up at home for COVID, they want to come out and they want to enjoy everything, but they had to shut things down for the first time in 115 years because of the long lines and a lot of people out there. So it's just small things like that to be able to talk about, and I love to bring stories like that to CBS4. Well, the other thing is, 
you know, you know as much about football as anybody you played the game and you went played at the university level. So, you know, when we talk about the Denver Broncos, it's an institution. You know, I mean, if you take the Rockies, Nuggets, and Avalanche combined, I'm not sure you have the popularity of the Denver Broncos over the last 25 years. Matter of fact, I know you don't. But in the same respect, there's four losing seasons in a row, five years out of the playoffs. I think there's a little tarnish being put on that horse. So where do you see the team this year as we store, we open training camp in three days, our ninth training camp for Alex and myself, mm-hmm. and, and I believe our seventh one with you. I mean, you know, it's like old home week every time you come back. But we don't want old home week for the Broncos, right? We'd like some new ideas. It started with George Payton. I think I like what he's done to a degree. And now I'd like to see some new things from Coach Fangio, like knowing how to use his timeouts, knowing how to use, (laughs) you know, in-game management, some of the things that have cost us games. Frankly, I can count four games on the schedule that, you know, Coach Fangio had a hand in us losing. He may not have been the direct result, but he had a hand in it. How much does Vic Fangio have to improve this year? I mean, we talk about the players, but isn't I mean, give us your take on the team, and and especially Coach Fangio, because I think his seat is red hot. They've got an easy early season schedule. They should get off to a good start, and if they don't, I'm not sure about Vic Fangio. Well, I think that's the issue. Number one is they should get off to a good start. We're expecting this team to get off to a good start, right? Because you're taking on the Giants for the first game of the season on the road, and then you go to Jacksonville, you're playing a rookie quarterback with a rookie head coach in Urban Meyer, and then you come back home and you're playing against another rookie quarterback against the New York Jets. So you figure that at worst you should be 2-1 and one because the Giants, they were doing better at the last part of the year, and we all forget that if the Philadelphia Eagles actually win on Sunday night football. Giants would have won their division. Your Giants that would have won that division, even though they had a terrible record, but they were doing better at the end of the year. So let's not forget about that. But here's the biggest thing here. Vic Fangio doesn't win a game in September. Why is he the head coach? That's I mean, right. You can't give me one, one answer of why is he the head coach. you got to go and make a move from there. So that could happen over there. When you look at Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, the reality is, is you have a quarterback who last year you were asking the question, is he a guy? Like literally – the 2020 season was all about, is Drew Locke the franchise quarterback? He had a completion percentage in the 50s, and he also tied the league for interceptions despite not playing all 16 games last year. Where in that tells you that he should be the starting quarterback for the Broncos or the franchise quarterback overall? So we'll see what happens from there. But to me, guys, here's the biggest thing, and it's two things that people are forgetting. Number one, this team was 1-5 in, in the division last year. And if it wasn't for that comeback win against the Chargers, they wouldn't have won a game in their division. Mm. Not talking about the playoffs. They wouldn't have won a game in their division. And number two, they have to win games at home. They have nine home games this year because of the extra game with the 17-game season. You have to, at worst, be 6-3 and three at home if you're going to figure at all that you're going to be in a wild-card spot. If the Broncos don't win six games at Empowerfield at Mile High, it's the lost season. I completely agree with you. You got to get that home field advantage back. You get that Bronco crowd going again, man. You got to have that home field advantage. Absolutely, magic, baby. Big, big elephant in the room, Justin Adams. We got to talk about the vaccine and what's happening. It's a hot topic with the button right now in the NFL. Three days away from camp, Uh, we had an event recently with Alexander Johnson from the Denver Broncos, who is not vaccinated and, and refuses to get that. And you see Cole Beasley from the Bills, and you see DeAndre Hopkins, just the notable players. Going in, you know, this yesterday, for example, uh, former player, Denver Bronco player and coach Rick Dennison 
current offensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings, parted ways because of him not agreeing to take the vaccine. I believe he said he's a tier one level uh, employee for the organization. Mm -hmm. So they said, well, you're not going to do it. There's your, there's the door. Where do you stand on going in this season with players that refuse to take the vaccine shot and maybe even coaches? Because at this point, uh, there's no uh, out of all 32 teams, there's not one locker room that is 100% convinced that they're going to be taking the vaccine all 100% fully. So some players have to still follow the protocols from last year during the pandemic. Your thoughts, Justin? Well, I think, number one, we got to get away from hot take journalism on this. Um, and that's really one of my biggest issues okay. on how this is being told. What I mean by that is a lot of people come out, they use their Twitter fingers, and they say, oh, Rick Dennison, he didn't get vaccinated, so shame on him, and he should have did A, B, C, and D and whatnot. And it's like at the end of the day, as a journalist, other than if you're a columnist, but as a journalist, your job is to tell the story of what's going on. Has anybody asked Alexander Johnson why? Has anybody asked Alexander Johnson to the point of, hey, is there something going on in your family? Is there something that has happened that somebody else who has got the vaccine that's made you hesitant to get it yourself? Has anybody asked that question? Because that's something that should be asked, and no one should be demonized because of that. Now, on the flip side, should we all know that, hey, the vaccine is effective, the vaccine has dropped down numbers of COVID, and has allowed individuals to go out and enjoy things like the Arapahoe County Fair without having to put on a mask? For sure. But not everyone feels the same way that the dominant community feels in whatever subject you're talking about. As a journalist, your job is to be able to tell the story. So for me, when I look at this, I look and say we should ask Alexander Johnson why and what's going on. Because believe it or not, there are more guys, even who do have the vaccine, that feel the same way that he does than not. Well, I'll say this. Every private employer... I believe is going to make a decision that's best mm -hmm. for their company. And the NFL has gone out of their way in my eyes to say, Hey, you need to be vaccinated. And, or, I mean, they, there's very strict protocols for the non-vaccinated players this year. Uh, all the same rules as last year apply. They have to get tested daily. They they're making it very difficult for somebody to not be vaccinated and play in the NFL. So I, I cannot say one way or another, uh, whether that's right or wrong, but I can say as a private employer, they do have the right to choose that, correct? It's a billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar business. If they want to say you need to be vaccinated, can they do that legally? Or uh, And if they do, what would you do? I mean, how many players are not going to do it? I mean, I, I don't, it'll be a very small percentage. It will, it will be a small percentage of players who will do it at the end of the day. But let's not forget, we were talking about billionaires. We're not talking about millionaires. We're talking about billionaires, and those individuals are the ones who makes up the rules. They don't want to see any games canceled. Remember, we hear this talk about games being forfeited and all this other stuff. You know, that was the same thing that was out last year, too. Do you remember any games that were forfeited? Because I don't. I don't remember any games that were lost. No, because they added remember. a week at the end of the end. Of, they, exactly. they added a week. But they weren't going to do Now they're saying they're, no, no, they're no, not no. going to do that. No, no, no. no they, they didn't add a week. They had games played on Wednesday. They there were games, games every day of the Tuesday. week. Yeah, so that's the same thing that we'll see again. Why? Because of the TV money, guys. Let's not get past that. Even though you do have fans now, you now have that TV money, too, and that's more important. So billionaires are not going to miss out on that opportunity to make some money. Interesting. Uh, Dr. Nacken, your thoughts on this conversation that we're having right now? Oh, uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. You actually make a really good point because you're right. Last season they didn't cancel a game and so it was going all this hoopla about if we do cancel well, we didn't do it last last season right so i don't anticipate that happening in the future and i agree with you joe i think that um, at the end of the day you know 
they're employed by the NFL, and the NFL wants to protect not only um, uh, people who work for the NFL, but also the fans that come in. And so I think they have a they have a right and an obligation to make these kind of rules. And if you don't want to follow it, you know what? Burger King's hiring, pal. You can go work at Burger King $15 an hour so instead of your million-dollar-a-year contract. I really don't care. Well, I, I think that, you're, Justin, I'll let you respond to that. Yeah. we got about a minute left. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's not forget that there needs to be grace to this conversation as well. And so grace to the point of allowing guys to be able to battle, struggle, and really think about this decision, not only for them, but for their family as well. Look, they got to put food on the table. So it's not about saying, you know, go and eat at Burger King per se, but it's saying, hey, what type of things can I do not only to put on this helmet in a sport that's already hazardous, as we see with CET, but also what can I do to make sure that my kids' kids are taken care of, not just for now, but for later on as well. And they got a decision to make. If it's going, if a vaccine is going to take me away from making millions of dollars or, for the most part, thousands of dollars, because that's what the majority of people in the NFL make, then that's a decision that they have to make in order if they're going to continue their career. Well, I think that's fair, and I think personal choice is always part of this country's landscape. But one thing Todd Romero said that I didn't think of, and he said it's bigger than an individual, though. It really is to a degree because you've got a whole team of people in that huddle. It's a very close contact sport. You're breathing right at the line of scrimmage. You're, you play tight end. You know what I mean. You're, you're less than a foot away from each other at the line of scrimmage. I think that it really affects so many people that that's why, I mean, it's not just the loss of revenue. I, I know that's what the billionaires say, but I think the people who really love the players association who are the bodymen of this group, I think if you ask the players, they would all say, Hey, I'd prefer my teammates to be vaccinated. Well, no, at this I mean, point. I mean, I think, I think you brought up a really good point and that is, you know, football has already increased risk of injuries and no one's, no one's complaining about these late hits caught, you know, new rules and regulations, but now, a virus that can kill people that can be spread and not known about it. They're complaining about that. That boggles my mind. Mm -hmm. Justin. Yeah. But it's also at the end of the day, still something where, again, we have to understand the why. I why agree. 100%. Like, that's the number one thing that we should say. Okay. We, we have something, but why? And again, when somebody comes out and answers your why, they shouldn't be demonized. The story is, why and their what's, answer, and not your personal opinion. What's what's your thought? Why? What's your what's your understanding? I mean, you, you, you talked to a lot of these guys. What do you? What's your feedback? Well, I think the number one thing is a lot of guys are truly afraid of the vaccine, or they don't understand the vaccine fully. They um, see other people might have get gotten sick, not to say gotten COVID, but we all know that there have been individuals who have taken a shot or taken two shots. At the second shot, you're sick for a day, and then you feel better later on. So it's really the unknown. And that's the biggest thing that, that other guys are really afraid of. It's just the unknown. What will this do to me? What will this do personally to my body? And truly, am I protected if I do get the vaccine? So that's what guys are really wondering. De uh, I've got, we've got Dion Malcolm here for Tax Finders. He wants to ask you a question real quick, Justin. Well, I'm, you know, I, I'm looking at – oh, sorry about that. Is this going? So my question is – I, I lost it. 
It's okay. He lost I, his question. It. It's okay. I'm new hey, to the radio, radio. guys. I lost it. In. He was crawling. I, I, was, I was going to call hey, ahead no there. Big deal. And you know no what? Big. I have to look at you and I have to look at people. Don't worry about no, it. No big deal. Hey, Justin, I will tell you this, though. It's that polarizing. This is the most polarizing subject I've ever covered as a journalist. Yeah. The vaccine. I mean, you saw the Twitter going on, the fights in Buffalo with Jerry Hughes, Cole Beasley, and Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be a lot of locker room issues. And I'll leave you with this. LeVar Arrington a guy you know very well mm-hmm. and, and a guy that I respect as a journalist tremendously said if somebody cost him a game check because they weren't vaccinated that he would physically beat them in the locker room in front of everybody in the team and that if you cost him because he made a lot of money I mean you're talking about a million dollars two million dollars what does Patrick Mahomes make 50 million divide by 16 that's three million dollars you just cost Patrick Mahomes nobody's getting game checks there's going to be some locker room fights I believe in that case Yo, look, a lot of things happen when you mess with somebody's money. You mess with my money, you're going to have problems too, all right? I love you, but you mess with my money, and there might be a baseball bat coming your way, and I'm hey, not a baseball player, okay? Hey, that's why I always send you your Venmo well before the show. You get paid the same day. Other journalists wait a day or two, not Justin Adams. I got him right on the Venmo. He's And when they're my friends, you're the number one friend. That means I tap you, and it says, pay Justin. We got hey, that. Joe. With that, Joe, my wife thanks you. <laughs> hey, hey, tell Nikki hello. And, of course, your wonderful son. And, and God bless you and your family. And please stay safe. We look forward to seeing you out at training camp sometime here in the next couple of weeks. Will do, guys. Alex, Joe, it's been a pleasure. Hey, we'll Congratulations we'll on your Good new stuff. role with KCNC, stuff, man. Very well deserved. We're all rooting for you, man. Go out there and take charge. Will do. Thank you, fellas. The all man, right. Justin Adams. You can get him at Justin Adams TV on Twitter. Follow him on KCNC. Man, it's amazing. We've known this guy for you've known him almost a decade. I've known I him know. eleven. I years. remember the first time we were doing a football camp, and he yeah, came out. he was working for Channel Seven. He was a photographer, and uh, where he's at now is just it's, it's really amazing, awesome. man. Hey, another guy who's amazing, man. And we all sit down. I know all the ladies. You can now get ready. Doctor Eric Natkin is getting ready. That that voice, that uh, doctor bedside manner voice, is headed your way when you return to the final word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez on ninety eight one FM. Mile High Sports. All I, I need you.